we were doing whatever and a guy came up out of nowhere. Also, I was fidgeting with the jack, the, the input on my headphones for like that entire game and like able to like pick up kills and like do comms and spot for you. Um, and then like out of nowhere, like it cut out and then I got killed and I'm like, Oh, well, I, of course I didn't hear the guy come up the zip line because my fucking headphones weren't working. Um, and then I was trying to figure it out. Obviously died in the gulag. Should have just been like, don't get me. Like I, I'm just, this is my last game and everything. Um, and then, um, when you died, I was like, fuck it. And the Jack, I just like the, the part that goes into the X, uh, the controller, like a green rubber on mine. I just snapped it off. And there was like the little part still in there. And I had to take tweezers and pull it out. And I snapped the headphones in half and threw them in trash. <laughs> they were like, That's they were satisfying though. yeah, it was sad. Oh, it was satisfying as hell. Cause I'd been playing for like two months with the fucked up, jacked up Jack basically. Um, yeah. Jack um, playing with a jacked up Jack. Exactly. Is that what you, you say when you tell Sarah that you're going to jerk off? Um, usually I just don't say. <laughs> I just go in the bathroom for a while. Um, yeah, I'm going to go take a uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Celtics, uh, after saying the Celtics are a fucking wagon, we, loot, we dropped two games over Labor Day weekend. Um, come right back. That was almost the, real old takes exposed for you. I know. And then come right back and we're a fucking wagon. So game mm-hmm. six in T-minus an hour and 33 minutes um, from the start of the podcast. Uh, winner go home for the Raptors. Win, yeah, basically winner, yeah, winner go home for the Raptors. Um, I'm optimistic right now. I'm feeling good. I just Febreze the hell out of the Jalen Brown jersey that I've been wearing the entire season and haven't washed once. Because um, it smelled like campfire because I was sitting by a campfire up in New Hampshire like li- listening to the Celtics. They couldn't get a good enough connection because it was on the bumfuck nowhere. Listening to a radio broadcast that was cutting in and out, and I'm just like, this is the best. Oh, my God. I'm losing um, my mind. I will say people are – I'm hearing rumblings. People are talking. that The Celtics lost those games because you were up in New Hampshire. That's you have, would, you like to, would you like to make a statement to the – the haters and the doubters, yeah. of which there are many. Um, n- not to the haters and the doubters. I want to make a formal apology um, to the Celtics. To first off, to <coughs> um, Brad Stevens, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Daniel Tice, uh, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, uh, Grant Williams, Gordon Hayward, uh, Robert Williams, uh, Tremont uh, Waters. Um, Javante Green, Taco Fall, um, and Carson Edwards, um, and the rest <laughs> of that um, of, of the uh, the bubble Celtics right now, um, and Brad Wanamaker. Um, can't forget about um, him. He's the Buck Hunter. Um, so I, I apologize, and I also I apologize to Weird Celtics Twitter for basically like not putting out much tweets and like just being like sad sack. Um, but hey. As soon as I came back, I'm sorry that I'm like not like like I'm not even like looking at these photos. It's right okay. Um, uh, but um, you know, I come back 
and uh, we win. So you got your secret, secret weapon back, Celtics community. He's here. The man, He's the myth, the legend. He's wearing the Marcus Smart t-shirt. He's about to put on the Jalen Brown jersey in a little bit. We're fucking back, baby. And goddamn, NFL starts this week. NFL starts tomorrow. Yep. Um, predictions on the Patriots record by the end of the season if they play a full season. Yeah, if they play a full season, exactly. Um, I want to put it between the, like, nine nine and seven and 11 and five span. We're either going to win. I was going to, I think we're going to go 10 and six. Yeah. Did you listen to PMT yesterday or today's? No. They had a guy on, I don't know who the fuck he was. I was like half asleep listening to it, but he was making the point that he thinks that, um, he was like comparing this season. Yeah, he was comparing this season to the lockout season in 2011. Yeah. And he was saying that what he thinks is going to happen is that first half games are going to be really close because the defenses are going to be, like, fresh. And then, especially with with somebody like Belichick, he's going to run a lot of hurry-up offense for that first half and tire out that defense, and the second half is just going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, and he's got people like Cam and yep. um, the, the 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 least uh, mobile people on the Patriots offense besides the linemen was Brady. Yeah. So, and Cam already would do hurry up offense. Like yeah. most of his games at Carolina, they would come down to a. It was a oh, usually they were close games, and they would come down to he's just got to make a two minute drill, and either he gets it or he doesn't. Yeah. And Belichick is also two minute drill wizard. When it comes to like, I I have to think wasn't so. The first time Belichick and Newton talked, both of them had to be massively erect. Like it must have just been brain boner. It didn't look it. It didn't look it. Yeah, Cam wanted to just come in and be like, "Hey, Bill, I really appreciate you picking me up and everything. Like, I'm gonna work." And then got serious. Like, I'm gonna work really hard for you. You have no idea. Like, I'm gonna be first one in, last one out. Yeah, there'll be nothing. And Belichick's like, sorry, I appreciate that. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, Thank you. That, that's really good. Um, I'm really excited for your, for your being here. But yeah, both of them are like, they're like that close to each other as they're yeah. like, like they're just both like at attention. The, the, the sexual attention. tension between Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. <laughs> talk about, can we talk about the sexual tension? And then Julian Edelman, like, jerking off in the corner. He's like, oh, yeah. All um, right. But yeah, no, I just think that like Bill Belichick is, I would argue, maybe the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, there are people that like make like Don Shula and uh, the Lambo and but like those are like old ass coaches. The game is so much different. The game used to be just run the ball and you would have like an amazing like, you know, a Bo Jackson or um and I'm not like that's also I think it's a whole like, different. There's argument. so much more dynamic. Belichick is is maybe the most dynamic coach to ever have been in the NFL. And also like the adjustments he makes, um, like X Y Z. But I think like it's a whole different argument with players because like you can't argue the athleticism of some of the guys from the old days, even though the game was different. But it's just like 
Belichick makes adjustments like so quickly and has such a detailed game plan for every fucking game. And then to just have like a former MVP who had a couple bad seasons fall into your lap for no money. Oh yeah. Like Cam and yeah, he's had a couple bad seasons, but Cam Newton is still like a fucking freak of nature. Like yeah, dude. That he, of, he's he's as close as you, we can see LeBron James being in the NFL. Exactly. Like, yeah. He's like and a freak. You also like you see him like standing next to some of the receivers, and you're just like, he's like six inches taller than the receivers. He's twice as big. That guy doesn't have an ounce of body fat. Yeah, him and Edelman, he he rests his elbow on Edelman's head, and he's like. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh God. Like that, I'm also. Uh, are you? going to watch Tampa games? Uh, if I get the opportunity, my issue is at the current moment, I don't usually have Sundays off. So I don't, if, if I'm like hanging out on the couch, I absolutely will watch Tampa games. But um, I'm not going to go out of my way. Like I'll go out of my way at work to watch Pat's games. Not so much with Tampa. Like yeah, I won't exactly. go at work to watch Tampa games. I'll probably like, if depending on like the matchup, like, I mean, I don't even know. I, I haven't even. This has probably been like the first fall in a while where I'm, I haven't like done my extensive research because it's still a basketball that I'm watching. And it's also just like I feel like the season's gonna be such a shit show. I feel like we're gonna get a lot of major injuries first four weeks. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We're, I'm just. Be gonna, a that's what this, I was like. I was like. I promise it's gonna be a canceled. Yeah. Go ahead. We're not. Don't. Let's not do money for fantasy football. Like, that's so... Like, I'm just giving up money for no... Like, I might as well just go buy a fucking scratch-off. Yeah. There's no... Um, I will... Yeah, within the first... Within the first four weeks, there's definitely also going to be, like, a canceled game. It'll be, like, a random, like, 1 o'clock Sunday where the two teams are like, we're not playing. Well, there was also... I was just watching, like, the... This is really a niche market but i was i've been watching uh do you know who trevor bauer is yeah he's a pitcher for the reds i've been watching his vlogs about like behind the scenes of the baseball season during covid and like there's teams in baseball who i don't think are going to play a full season because they've had like full series canceled because players have tested positive oh yeah when are they going to make those up like I guess like the NFL it's like a bit different where this it's not like you're playing a one game a week but it's still like if you <clears throat> try to stack up like two games in a week you're going to have a ton of injuries those guys need a full week to recover so yeah just a shit show it, yeah. but, there's, um, there's a lot going on um well everyone welcome back to the Tonestone <clears throat> podcast You just listened to um, Duncan and I talk about um, sports, sports, sports segment of the Jonathan podcast. Um, but we aren't just a sports podcast. We are your number one spot to listen to two stupid white kids talk about music in a mediocre way. Um, yeah. And fuck around. Um, let's get into um, the very just, you just threw it my way. It dropped today, right? Yeah. Ben actually just texted it to me, and I was like, okay, Ben. Yeah. Um, Like, he's like, "Uh, yeah, you know. Um, (laughs) So, Action Bronson just drops a second um, single 
off of um, Only for Dolphins. Is that what it's going by? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Only for Dolphins. Um, it is titled Golden Eye, and he actually packaged it on Spotify. I would assume that it's also on Apple Music, too. It's with Latin Grammys. Yeah. Well, okay, so the way it's packaged on Apple Music is it's like they do like the pre-release of the album, and then it's like the two singles off of it. And they're like the one, the only ones you can like click. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, on Spotify he has Latin Grammys, who it has its own album cover, um, and then Goldeneye has its own album cover, like the usually singles do. But this one is is Goldeneye and Latin Grammys. So he's gonna have three different little. He's gonna have a single, an EP, and the album that has Latin Grammys on it. Unless he drops a, a third, and then it has all three. But he just keeps adding one more and making it a new EP. I doubt it because I don't think in he wouldn't drop another single in the next two weeks. And it's coming out uh, only for Dolphins is coming out in sixteen days. God bless America. Oh Jesus Christ! No fucking cracker. Uh, the album is um, birthday present to myself. It's coming out two days after my birthday on the twenty fifth. Um, so I'm I'm loving life. Um, living large. Uh, living la vida loca. I, so I, as soon as I listened to it, I was like, I know where, where I would think Bronson is taking the theme of the album. It's only for dolphins, an aquatic animal, a very tropical aquatic animal. And both Latin Grammys and Goldeneye have two different regions of the world, but an island feel. Latin Grammys is very like, like Cuban, like a little like Cuban sampling, a little like, uh, like, like uh, tropical, like Cuba. Puerto Rico feel and Goldeneye is all Jamaican. It's like yeah. a very like reggae feel. So I like would love his whole album to just be like different island music. Like Kenny Chesney makes like beachy island music and I want action to become the Kenny Chesney of rap. Where he's just making he, like feel good, sit back, have a have a pina colada, but like he, he, he I want Action Bronson to be the next Jimmy Buffett. Is really Yes. Cheeseburgers in fucking paradise, man. I want him to like have like a whole Margaritaville restaurant chain. Except it's like it's called, it's, it's called fuck that Margaritaville's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they only serve like wings. Oh yeah, wings and like uh, like like grilled pineapple. Yeah, and then the the only liquor they have is Hennessy. Yeah, yeah, Hennessy yeah. mixed with like. Different trout like Hennessy and Jesus. pineapple juice, Hennessy and <laughs> Hennessy and guava. <laughs> yeah, just so many different fucking things. Um, it was good. I liked it. Um, um, for me, with the last few Bronson drops, it's all been about like his sampling and like the musicianship behind it. And uh, I I haven't been like super deep into his lyrics. And I know, like, it'll take me a couple more listens for Latin Grammys Goldeneye because I'm still di- still diving into uh, Lamb Over Rice with simply yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Right away, I'm like, this, both Lamb Over Rice and that's, these. That's songs. one of the, the super yeah. fun things, I think, and what is so, like, engaging about Bronson is that um, it's, like, the first couple listens, you're just like, fuck yeah, like, I'm feeling this. And then after a couple listens, you start to, like, kind of pick up on his, like, 
it's not even I wouldn't even call it wordplay, but it's just like his like descriptive language and like the weird situations he describes himself in. And you're just like transported to this whole other world. The number one action Bronson uh, bar of mine, my favorite is on Baby Blue, where he goes uh, as Bocelli sings um, the Selly Rings. Uh, you never know how good it feels to lay in bed with kings. Or no, um, sit in front row of the opera, getting topped off. Getting front topped off the front row of the opera. Yeah, as Bocelli sings the Selly Rings, I gotta go, you never know how, feel, how good it feels to lay in bed with kings. Not exactly flawless, but I'm gorgeous. Just like a horse is. Taking pictures on the back of the boat with the swordfish. Yeah. <clears throat> this is uh, Rolling Stone raps other people's lyrics. Actually, speaking of which, um, one of my friends is, like, really into production. Um, he, like, does music. Like, he went to Belmont for music and, like, all that kind of stuff. So he's really good. And he was like, hey, like, we should hang out sometime and see if you can make, like, a joke rap song. And I was like, all right, I'm in. So watch out for my, my drop, my heat. I'm going to be the next little dicky. So we're, we, when... Um... Only for Dolphins comes out on the 25th. That's two weeks away, basically. We'll um, talk about that. Probably actually three. Might, we might actually end up doing a split episode that time because I feel like Big Brother's going to be heating up right then. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so. there's going to be a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only really other thing that I saw that dropped in terms of like um, a bigger album, uh, um, Big Sean dropped Detroit 2, and I just gave it a listen this morning. I haven't listened to the entire thing, um, but um, I like, uh, he's got a track with Nipsey Hussle on it, which was really nice to hear. I saw that. That like seems, a whole, a, like, aggressively posthumous, though. You know what I mean? Like, hasn't Nipsey been yeah, gone for, like, two he, years? It's it's all of, like, five seconds of, like, intro music and then Nipsey's verse, and it's not that long. It's maybe, like, 30-second verse, and then... Big Sean comes in and immediately goes like, yeah, he's like R.I.P. Nipsey, like, bop, bop, bop. And it's like, it's definitely like, like you said, posthumous. It's it's, uh, in commemorance of him. I don't know if Nipsey Hussle, like, just had that hanging around and, like, his, whoever's taking care of all of his new state said, like, okay, Big Sean, you can have it. Or if they were already making it and Nipsey died and he's been, Big Sean's been sitting on this forever. I don't know. Um, I'm not a huge, I'm just generally not a huge Big Sean guy. Like, to me, uh, ass was the pinnacle of Big Sean. Stop. Now make that motherfucker hammer time. It was, um, I decide, I still kind of bump, I decide, like, bounce back, no favors. Yeah. Halfway off the balcony. It's just, morning, it feels back. so, like, he feels like he's Drake Jr. Where it's, like, all these songs that are, like, kind of bangers, but you're, like, they get so overplayed so aggressively that by Real the quick, time... Though. Yeah, it's just, like, uh, uh, I can guarantee you that there's not a whole lot of Big Sean in my, in my playlist. I only think that the, the Big Sean I have is Ass and I that album I decide and that came out in 2017. Yeah, it's just like, I actually them, yeah. no, no favors with Eminem like Eminem fucking spit. 
and the beat fits so well with Eminem. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it up to Sean for that one. I will say that um, I retract my statement of Big Sean's pinnacle being ass. It's actually the control verse. The control, that was Big Sean. And it never got actually released, but that was arguably... Yeah, you have to go on YouTube for that shit, which is such a pain in my ass. Um, but I would argue that that changed rap for like the past however long it's been. Were we in high school when that dropped? No, we were in college. Oh, yeah. uh, we may have been senior year. Google time. This is yeah. called um, but Googling with the Trolling Stone Podcast. Also, on top of it, this Detroit 2 is 21 albums long, which is... Far too, too long. long. Far too Far long too. for Big Sean. Yeah. I'm good it's for about an hour and 11 maybe minutes. 10 minutes of Big Sean. And then I'm like, yeah. I might. Well, really, any, any rap album, I know we've talked about this ex- pretty extensively. Like, if your album is coming in over 45 minutes, like, you need to cut the fat. Like, the even only like 35 minutes. The only exception is people who do. <laughs> who effectively will do multiple different styles on the same album. Like if you want to do like hard rap at the beginning and then like transition into like four or five songs of like you fucking crooning at all of the bodies, then I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to listen to it, but I can respect the hustle. So that, that one with Nipsey Hussle is called Deep Revenance. Um, the next one is Wolf Post Malone. was Control. Senior year. Senior year. Um, Wolves. Featuring Post. It's got Post on it. Eh. Post is also a little bit, like, I'm getting sick of him a little bit. He's just the same every time. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's not a whole lot of different stuff. I want I want him to do, like, a... I want him to do almost, like, a cover album. Like, I would I want, love it I want him he to did do, like, like, a rock album. Yeah. Like, something like with, that. Where with, he, I want... With what he did with Ozzy Osbourne, I want him to just make an entire album of that. Yeah. Or, like, also, like... Uh, what's that fucking? Remember that time the video went viral and he was doing karaoke of the. Um, I can't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. Or or like that when, kind of shit. That's what I want on a post one. I think it's a vine where he's like holding like a Bud Light and a cigarette, and he, he's singing the fun like uh, "Take me to your best friend's house." Come on, like I want that. Yeah. I want him he, to just like. Like I just want, or, I just want the entire album. They're just videos of him <laughs> on songs. Yeah, or I need him to transition into like, um, like almost like a fuck that's delicious, where he's like doing something entertaining that I can watch and just see his personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is um, a track on here called "Story" by Dave Chappelle. I haven't listened to the entire thing because you actually just called when I started listening to it again. Um, a beat and Dave Chappelle just like talks over it. And he's talking about, it. he's like the last time I went to Detroit, man, Detroit's a great city. And that's all I got into it. But like, I got to listen to that. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, so both market. Both the, the song with uh, Travis Scott wasn't bad. I listened to that. Yeah. Lithuanian, Lithuania. Yeah. Lithuania. Is pretty yeah. Good. Cause everyone knows Travis Scott and big Sean. When you think like, Hey, what country do I associate with Travis Scott and big Sean? The answer is always Lithuania. Yeah. Like, I, I, I ask people, about, sometimes at Starbucks, I ask all the customers coming through the drive-thru, I'm like, hey, Travis Scott and Big Sean, what country do you think of? And they're always like, Lithuania. Lithuania. 
And I'm like, fucking, that's Eastern right. Europe. Yep. Eastern Europe. Um, yeah, baby. A little Travis Nazi Scott, we, regime. We Sorry. can transition into... Um, Travis Scott and McDonald's. The Travis Scott McDonald's. Travis Scott X. Lowercase X McDonald's. Um, I know you guys couldn't see thing, it, but I just did it with my thingies. The, the two funniest things I've seen out of it is the guy from Barstool, Young Mantis, who I think I sent you the video. He is... Um, I will add the caveat. He is just his existence is funny. <clears throat> yes, it's it's him pulling up with a phone. He's filming himself pulling up to a McDonald's drive-through and like superimposed, like in post, <clears throat> is a tweet from McDonald's that says, "Ask for Cactus Jack." Cactus Jack being, I don't even—is it his alter ego or like his nickname? Yeah, or? it's like his because I think the um, what was it? The one he what was the album he did with uh, Quavo? Wait, yeah, it was. I think that was Han- well. That's Honcho Jack. Yeah, but it was because uh, it's Quavo, Honcho, and uh, Cactus Jack. Oh, okay. Um, so the he comes he comes up and goes, uh, "Hi," and the woman's like, "What can I get you?" And he goes, uh, "Cactus Jack sent me." And the woman behind is like, "What? Uh, Cactus Jack sent me." He goes, I-, "I don't know what that is." And he goes, "Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'll just have I'll have the Travis Scott meal." She goes, "Okay, the Travis Scott meal." What would you like to eat? Or, like, what would you like uh, as your drink? And he goes, uh, well, Sprite, of course. So it's like, if you order the meal, they should just give you Sprite. That's what, like, Travis Scott wanted. And yeah. and she was just like, okay, anything else? And he goes, does that come with the apple pie? And she goes, oh, you want an apple pie? And again, he's, like, looking at the camera, and he's just like, it's supposed to, if you order the meal, it's supposed to come with a burger that has literally everything a burger should have on it. Yeah, it's no different. That's what I don't it's, get, is they didn't do anything. It's not like this is new shit. Yeah, it's the burger, for, for anyone who doesn't know, is a surprising, a surprising, it's lettuce, uh, tomato, pickle, uh, onion. Here we, we get a little crazy. Two pieces of cheese. Whoa. And bacon and ketchup. Well, actually, I think the, the 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 main thing is that like this burger has like the lit sauce on it, which is I I must just assuming it's ketchup and mustard or something. Okay. Can I? Did you? I know I sent this to the group. You can't see it because of my fucking background, but um, it is the like the McDonald's press release about it, and it I, says it is a picture of the quarter pounder, and it says quarter pounder with cheese, Travis style. It's lit. And then it has it's a lit. picture of um it's it's just fries and barbecue sauce. It's that's yeah. the whole thing. And then it's a sprite with ice. And it says medium fries with barbecue sauce. There's nothing like hot crispy fries with tangy barbecue sauce. If you know, you know. And then it says sprite with ice. Straight up. <laughs> that's no i as soon as you said that i was like oh it's supposed to be like how he goes like in the travis scott auto tune like straight up (laughs) it's just his fucking ad-libs dude they just took his ad-libs and made a press release (laughs) and then i think they're supposed to get like a caramel apple pie or some bullshit but then mantis the, the kid is he's 
just she's like okay that'll be you know like 24 or like like 650 and he just goes it's lit and she's just like <laughs> what and he goes never mind and drives off <laughs> and the the only other funny the only other funny thing to come out of it is my brother Dick tweeted the other day um quotes can i cop a cactus jack burger with a large sprite it's lit and then in the next Page down is sir. This is a CVS drive-through. <laughs> sir, this is a yeah, CVS yeah. pharmacy drive-through. If you could kindly take your business elsewhere, that's it's, fucking funny. You know what it is? It's this is like old white people who run McDonald's. There is no youth in McDonald's because it's been around since the fucking thirties. There's no youth or what, diversity. Really, is also the and then. Have you looked at any, like, the... Because I guess they're doing, like, a clothing line, too. Have you seen any of that shit? No. It's all just, like, they took, like, Air Force Ones and slapped a McDonald's logo on it. Jesus Christ. And it's like, wow. Revolutionary stuff, guys. That's what... They're, they're okay. the, old white people at McDonald's. <laughs> the, old, the old white people at McDonald's are like, what are the kids like these days? And... They saw the big Fortnite Travis Scott like collab, and they were like, and they just the all got boners together, and they were like, "This is it. It's not love." We Travis got it. Scott. No, um, I think that's like what makes me, what pisses me off about this. Like, if I really boil it down to like what the root of it is, is it makes me angry that they didn't actually do anything. They just took two exactly. things. They took Travis Scott and they took McDonald's and they said, boop, and they put them together and then they just cross-branded. It was like, like, yeah. It said, yeah. give me something new. Give me like a McDonald's, like give me something back for McDonald's. Like it's not like the Rick and Morty fucking Szechuan sauce thing, or at least we yeah. got something out of it. Like it's, it's just, just it's, goddamn bullshit. I can easily just go to the McDonald's and go, hi. Uh, can I get, you know, like a quarter pounder with two pieces of cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, bacon, and uh, can you like put like extra ketchup on it? And they'll be like, yeah. okay. And then no one would be like, oh, actually, that's tra no, they wouldn't do that. Do you want to just get the whole meal? Travis Scott buys this. Also, <laughs> when do you think the last time that guy ate at McDonald's was? Probably this week because he needs to. Like, yeah, make he has to. He did like a, he did like a, a fucking a like, lot press, a press, a press thing. He a ate photo a lot of yeah. shit pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, yeah, it, I might go get McDonald's later. I might do it. No. I should have done it earlier uh, for the fucking this, but maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll make a video and release it as content. Yeah. Um, Trolling Stone Podcast Network. Content, yeah. content, content, baby. You know us. Um, yeah. Like also, the clientele that goes into McDonald's is like parents with screaming kids, and they don't go in; they go to the drive-through. And old people, they go in there and order like the the not even like a quarter pound. They just order like the McDouble, and they sit and eat a McDouble with black coffee, and they just the old people. Funniest thing was if you would go to uh, this is specifically a me thing. When I was working, a, a me and Ben thing. When we were working at ICC, if you decided to go get McDicks on your lunch, we're talking 11 a.m. McDonald's. Like, oh, yeah. like 
crazy person stuff. And you would go in and it would just be a bunch of old people sitting in the McDonald's, like having a cup of coffee and reading the paper. And it was like surreal. Yeah. I was like, you understand there's a diner literally across the street you could go to, right, guys? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's just absolutely. Like, yeah. So, so who is the Travis Scott burger for? It's not for those old people. Nope. For the kids. Because they definitely, they definitely like looked at their demographics and like, wow, we really hit at the, you know, the, the, the 50 to 80-year-old demographic. Not there's even a, 50. The 65 There's a, there's, to there's a steep drop-off <laughs> when it gets to 65 yeah. and under. We sell a lot of Happy Meals and we sell, sell a lot of black coffees, but no one's really buying that because it's if, McDonald's if you, crap. If you're not getting Social Security benefits, you are not frequenting McDonald's. I will say, though, that my our McDonald's clientele is very different. I think it's just based on the city aspect of it. But we get like construction work. Like if I go to McDonald's, like literally next to my apartment, it's like construction workers or homeless people. Yeah. Talking about McDonald's right now. Also, I got I Yellow Wolf has come into my Starbucks a bunch, and a guy exposed his penis in my Starbucks. Two days ago. Yeah. Would you love to, would you love to tell us that story? Yeah. So he was, um, uh, it looked like he didn't have a consistent place to sleep. Um, and which, you know, I feel bad for those kind of people. Like, I don't want to belittle that. Um, but he also seemed like he was probably on drugs. So there's like kind of two sides to that coin, but, um, so he's having know, a good time. That's what I was like, honestly, like if he wants to have his dick out, like I'll look at it. Like I'll sort of like play that game a little bit. Hey. Um, yeah, um, he came in and he had, I would guess based on his size and knowing myself, I would guess he had like a size 32 waist, maybe a 30. He was a smaller guy. Um, the jeans he was wearing, however, were probably like a size 40. Um, and there was no underwear underneath those jeans. He was swimming in them. Yeah. And so he got like a, a tall black coffee and he was like, and I have some cream and sugar. And my manager was like, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, here you go. And he brought over the cream and sugar. And the guy was like putting sugar in his coffee. And then his pants fell down. And my manager <laughs> was like, excuse me, sir. We're going to need you to have those pants on for this interaction. <laughs> hey, bud. I'm going to, I'm going to need you to hike them up. And so the guy didn't respond to that. He just goes, where's the cream? And uh, <laughs> so then he was very focused on the cream. And in the process of him searching for said cream, his pants fell down once again. Um, and my manager was like, okay, two strikes and you're out. Um, I'm in to leave. <laughs> and I was over in the corner. Was it his full dick? Like you saw like Twig and Berries? I, I didn't get to see it, but my manager did. He saw a uh, full, full member. Full hot dog. He saw all the sides of the hot dog. <laughs> okay, let's do a little. Let's do a little Shakespeare here. So you be your manager, and I'll be um, Dick Man. Okay. So, so I'm coming up. Oh, what's up to say? Can I get creamy? I got a large black guy. Can I get creamy sugar for this? Yeah. How many sugars do you want? Uh, all the sugars. All the sugars. Okay, I'll give you like ten. How does that sound? I'm pouring the sugar in, and my and my pants fall down, and your manager can see just a little bit of my dick. Like, mm, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna have to ask you to pull your pants up. 
Uh, you, you didn't get me that cream that I asked for. I'll grab you that cream, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you could just pull your pants up, please. Yeah, all right, the cream, though. Remember the cream. <laughs> this is me putting the cream on the counter forcefully. <laughs> so the cream goes on the counter, and, and he, he puts it down so hard that my pants now are around my ankles. Just the, <laughs> the, the, the sheer magnitude of the forceful put-down of the cream. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me the cream. I needed this cream real bad. The cream and sugar. You, you remember that? I'm sorry, me. sir. I hate to interrupt you, but do you have a license for that thing? Oh. <laughs> what did you say? Does that thing get bigger when you get excited? Oh. <laughs> you want to meet me out back? Um, we don't have a back per se, but I know a nice bush I could lead you to. <laughs> we could go beyond the dumpster. <laughs> All right, I think we're about to be friends. My name's Daryl. Huh? Let's, let's go back. End scene. And that was Trolling Stone Podcast does Shakespeare. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was that, fun. That, that, I, I didn't get to see Penis. I saw he had a... Um, what I might classify as an unkempt bush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was thick and it was dark. Oh, hey, you, you can't see my dick. Look at my bush. It covers it all. You can't see my dick. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it was, it was a, a welcome change, though, from the, um, like, you expect flashing to be like a trench coat, like a guy in a trench coat. Bah! But no, it was just a man with two big pants. And no underwear. But yeah, but never you 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 never expect an accidental flashing. Yeah, he was like he seemed like he was unaware that his penis yeah. that his bare penis was touching air. His pants were so big, the breeze was just coming in and out. Yeah, that's true. He was maybe used to a nice cool breeze down there. I gotta you respect think he, that. He, do you think he purposely doesn't wear underwear, or do you think he just doesn't have any? I think underwear, I think if if I were to guess, I would say underwear is probably one of the first things that probably goes because you got to either wash underwear or they they end up awesome, yeah. fraying holes. We all have that one holy pair of underwear. Shut the fuck up out there. <laughs> then the dick guy, the dick guy tripped over his dick and he's <laughs> laying in the middle of the road right now. He broke his third leg. Um, do you have any more music news? No, um, there were some releases. Diplo released something that I haven't listened to, but I intend to listen to. Um, it was described as more of like mood music, so I'm kind of excited. I might throw it on while I'm playing Xbox or something. Um, that sort of country guy, Hardy, dropped an album, which, like, okay. I often said that I'm not big into country, but it from what I've heard of his stuff, it seems to edge a little more on the side of like rock, like the. Like yeah. kind of like a little more forceful country. Southern rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then an artist, BLXST, Blast, Blaxt. I don't know. I don't okay. understand this whole, how am I supposed to tell someone about your music if I cannot figure out how to say the thing that you go by? It doesn't make yeah. sense. But um, I listened to a couple songs off that. It's very, like, it's kind of more low-key rap, but it's, like, yeah. very melodic and, like, kind of funky. 
like the like production that. is really good. So I was like, okay, I could like I, a little like Thundercat. Yeah, a little bit like that. It had vibes. Vibe. I it almost brought me back more to like P Funk almost. And like the remember when like Dre was um using like isn't there I don't know if you've ever heard this, but isn't there like an urban legend kind of thing where Dre has never used like actual percussion on in his production? He only uses bass. Yeah, no, that was on that hip hop evolution that like when yeah. NWA was getting together that like Dre like literally didn't have the attachment, like the drum kit attachment. He only had like so he would like like key up or key down bass and then shorten them to make them like just like pops. Yeah. Um damn. Well, yeah, that's I like what that. I'll have to listen up. Do you before we get into Big Brother, do you, you want to do videos? Yeah, let's do videos real fast. I have one queued up ready for you, so you get yours ready for me. Do you want to do the screen share, or do you want to do just send it? Let's just send it. Okay. Oh, because I, I think like the screen share is good. The screen share will be like recorded, and then yeah, we'll I mean, I can just like... I can cut that out. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. It it tracks one way, half a dozen the other. Um, yeah. Oh, my Rosie, I'm in my kitchen right now, and Rosie's just like a friggin' pancake on the ground. Oh, I <laughs> love when they're all fucking potato. With her hair, it like it was like it's how it's like kind of like it makes a mustache. She'll lay down and she'll get bedhead. She'll like pop up. She's like not too long, and it'll be like the floor <laughs> on her face, and she'll look up. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Can we just talk about how I love this song? I know you do. That was on an ad. Yeah. All right. All right. I will um, go first. I'll go first. Okay, go now. Maybe so we can talk about um, uh, Basement Jacks. But um, Antifa took over a local Burger King. Um, yeah, they did. In this video produced by X Hamster Productions. <laughs> um, a, a noted production company. Um, They're all about the form, the the most recent news. Yes, um, they focus solely on world issues, geopolitical, political, national, local. I heard they had a really good coverage of um, the local primaries that went on recently, both Massachusetts and Tennessee, and across the country. So, um, but yeah. Um, Connor O'Malley returns once again uh, with some fantastic content. I, I fucking can't. I can't with his videos. I love him so much. Um, he like, followed the trail of pickles. Yeah, right back to we were just talking about them. McDonald's. Stay right. woke. Mc McDonald's is funding Antifa protesters to take down their rivals, Burger King. 
Yeah. Everyone knows Burger King. A true American far company. Far superior to McDonald's. Um, if you see a Burger King and a McDonald's next to each other, everyone's going to the Burger King. We all know this. Mm. <clears throat> um, I really just wanted you to watch it just for that end part. He just meets a fucking guy and yeah. then they like, oh, crack. And they drive really fast. And then... <laughs> He's like, I found the cure. He, I found the cure to coronavirus. <laughs> smoking this white stuff that my friend gave me, and he's just smoking crap. Um, there was, I, I got out of work earlier than normal. I didn't have to close last night, and as I was leaving, uh, there was a crackhead asleep on the patio, and I just walked by. I went, oh, not my problem, and <laughs> I laughed. Yeah, I'm clocked <laughs> out. Um, I and by so- sleeping, I mean that she was thrashing around she was like head on the table and then she was like and then i she was like whoa and i was like what the fuck are you one of those like wavy things at the car sales place um i really enjoy how connor o'malley he plays these characters and he always has a call to action he's always asking someone like yeah like, you need to get in touch with me because, like, I have the cure to coronavirus. Or, like, I know how to save the stock market. It's making your own Powerade. And he's, like, <laughs> spitting, like, he's spitting, like, Listerine into water or something. He's, like, he's always just on the cutting edge of news and, and media and, and just everything. I do have to appreciate, though, like, he has really perfected the, um, like, I, I don't, I don't exist in the circles enough to know but it seems like he's one of the only people who has effectively like created a mockery to those like far right wing fucking like conspiracy like uh like like, absolute nutcases like you're just irrational thinking at all moments of the day yeah exactly he is perfect that's like with that yeah um yeah beautiful go watch did you notice the at the end of the title uh, oh really? Yeah. Mm. So he's on the case, and we're gonna get some more content out of him he is um, on how to keep a trail of pickles. Yeah, still falling. Yes. Um, we'll get back to him when he's done. Infinite that pickles. Yeah, I watched. Duncan gave me. Um, as soon as I saw the title, I, I, I think last week put this song under my playlist. Do you really? know where? Yeah, yeah. You, perfect timing. Um, you know where I used to, this song used to always be played, or not played, but what video game it was on? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 or 2. Nope. Disney Extreme Skateboarding. Hell yeah. Skateboarding one. But it was... Uh, Fucking rock up. A, it was like all the Disney characters would skateboard. And you could like skateboarders like Buzz Lightyear and like Timon and Pumbaa and Rafiki and shit. Yeah, and that was on the soundtrack. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful song. The music video Duncan sent me, I've never seen that. And that was quite an acid trip. <laughs> Can I, so just real quick, I, Basement Jacks is like, I grew up, that was like a, my dad, like raised me on that shit. So like I could go through. And then I, I was on Reddit the other night and I stumbled upon this in like a weird video subreddit. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's go. And yeah, it is quite something. So, um, was that James Corden at the beginning? I don't think so. I think this is pre-James Corden. <laughs> looks a lot like James Gordon. Corden. Corden. Um, the men that are monkeys. 
um, they're ugly and not just because <laughs> they're monkeys. Like they're, they got some jacked up faces. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, well, it that's was, why, that's why they do music. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I, so tell me a little bit more about basement, basement jacks. Like I can tell that they're this like electronic, like house, like dance hall. But type then of they almost like, basement. they have like almost, <clears throat> I hate using the word vibes, but they're like almost reminiscent. They have like some elements of like pop or not pop, like punk and hip hop also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the upbeat and fast and like abrasiveness of it all. And it feels like a lot of their beats feel like you could take it and use it and just like kind of play with it a little bit and make it a hip hop beat. Yeah. They're like a, I feel like they're like a collection of DJs that have like, we're going to join together and, um, like they'll sing and everything. It's as if the Beastie Boys took a more like uh, DJing route than a rap route. And or if the Beastie Boys had just been born twenty years later. Yeah, if if like they weren't like so influenced by like the the yeah. kings of hip hop, so like where they like we need to make like rhymes and less. Be- if they were just stuck with like producing like just Banana Land muse like like. DJing sets. Yeah, I I mean, like I can tell you that. So this album, and yes, I've seen that before. And come on, the Gorilla Head, right? Yeah, this yeah. album are both physical CDs that were in my house as a child. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't know a whole lot, um, but it's just like they're one of those things where it's like kind of like if you know, you know, and like. It's like as soon as you get into it, you're like, holy shit, these guys are crazy geniuses. Like, these are lunatics. But it's like fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, like, that's to me, the, uh, I only know that song, but that had like a deep ingrain into my memory. Like, you're dropping in to Andy's toy house, um, yeah. Andy's like, or Andy's bedroom with Buzz Lightyear skateboarding. And that's like, where's your head? Dun, 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 dun. That's yep. like a, that's like a, you asked my brother too. He'd be like, oh, I know that song. Like back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great song. The music uh, video yeah. though is, I, I would also, do you have it pulled up still? Yeah. Um, because I would love to know what year that came out in. I'm so sorry. Eight, Eight years, years ago. 20, so 2012. But- but that, where your head the, at point is 2001 was the music video. Okay. So the like production and effects and editing is like way beyond its time. It's really good. Yeah. Like that's something yeah. that if you shot that today and polish it up a little bit, like you could, you could pass that off as like, like that's like movie quality shit. Also, um, like they're like fat boy slim. That doesn't mean much to me. I don't really know who Fatboy Slim is. Dude, Fatboy Slim. You don't know Fatboy Slim? I probably do, but I don't know. The, for, the name isn't ringing bells. He's, like, got, like, so, so, so many. He praise you. I want to praise you like I should. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's, like, uh, like, I'm trying to look at, like, the other, like, performances that are like with him um the, the rockefeller skank um yep. <clears throat> the chemical brothers um they're like another like 
type of band. Um, uh, the Prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this, like, sing-songy, like, poppy, but, like, it's, like, roots are in, like, dub house and, like, DJing, yeah. uh, like, music and everything. Now, that was really refreshing, too, to, like, see the music video and to, like, hear that song again. And it was funny that, like, I literally just was, I just was, like, fucking fat, uh, fucking basement jacks with your head at. I love this song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the whole premise of the music video is basically that they um, go to, like, this guy goes to, like, a lab to do testing. Yeah. And he's, like, in a room. He's, like, testing with monkeys. It's, like, he's, I don't really understand it. But then, uh, basically, the monkeys take over the whole experiment and, like, lock him up. And then three of the monkeys are basement jacks, like with human faces on them. Yeah, it's really weird. And they're just like playing instruments. And it's fucking it's quite something. It's quite alarming, but I love it. Yeah, it's one of those like late 3 a.m. I'm really fucking high kind of things where I'm like, oh, this is sick. Yeah. Um, damn, no, that was a throwback. All right, um, let's transition into Big Brother. Big Brother, yeah. So hold on, um, I have to put on are... one of my props. I have to put on a prop. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh Big yeah, Anna for Enzo, baby. That's my boy. Let's hey, go. Dude. Let's oh, go. I wish I fucking had my bandana down here. I usually have one. <laughs> Enzo, man. Oh, I got this. I got this. I'll put the hat on how Enzo puts it on. <laughs> Enzo puts it on like he's, speaking of DJs, like he is a DJ in fucking like the like Lower East Side in like 1997. <laughs> yeah. To start it off, Enzo, you want to work with me? Yeah, okay. Instead <laughs> out of Wednesday's episode, it was Kayser comes up and is just like, "Hey man, like I, I like save me, I'll work with you." And then he leaves, and again another Enzo talking right to the camera. Yeah, you want to work with me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> God, he had, he was, like we've said this before, but his gift of like the entertainment quality of this is so far beyond everyone else that if he leaves early, I'm gonna be so mad. He no, I if he around which you will he is protected i yeah. i know they've been talking about his like alliance is crumbling but he hasn't like burned anyone he so hasn't done anything hard. he will be america's favorite yeah, for sure yeah. there's no one else that i can think of that would be america's favorite um so i i have that that little just perfect like enzo you want to work with me yeah okay mm-hmm. um and he was like should i backdoor ian and i was like oh fuck like this is like i don't want ian to go yeah. He, he's not on the list of three, even though Kayser just left. Um, so I'm de- we're both down to two. But um, I don't want Ian to go. Like Ian's too good. Ian's getting to the point though <laughs> where it's we're getting deep in the game, and he hasn't really done anything, and he's in danger of leaving just because he's a former champion. <clears throat> he's just, he's Kayser's gone, so he is the bit basically the biggest male threat, and I think people are still like Nicole is the biggest female threat, but Danny is like close on her tails. People want Danielle cause she sucks. She is so, <laughs> we need to start though. Um, Dan, Kesar's speech. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he's, 
he said what he said, and yeah, he's trying to blow everything up. He knows he's going home. I was more pissed off at like how people reacted to it. Just like this is fucking Big Brother. Like that shit's gonna happen, and I'm glad it happened now. So when it happens later down the road, like you're not as like Bailey um, being like a everyone was being a huge crybaby about it, basically. Yeah, Bailey was just like, uh, like don't be condescending to me. Like don't be condescending. It's like Bailey, you suck. Like don't stop being like. Like he, no one's talking to you like you. That was to Cody, I think. No, it's a, it, it was later on. I'll we'll cover it because right, I actually just watched that. But um, yeah, I did. So my question was, I watched it and then I didn't. I didn't watch it twice. Uh, but did he get any of those right? Like I think he generally like it was like he took he took a G hack, which for those who don't know is when you're playing baseball and you're expecting a fastball, you just fucking wind up and swing as hard as you can. And he, it felt like he just foul tipped it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if he got any right. Like that, he, like, that was he was, he was in the correct ballpark. He was playing for the correct team, but it felt like he just kind of missed. And if he had gotten like one right, I feel like it would have actually done something. But yeah, I feel like he should have done some independent snooping outside of because I feel like he just took what Ian said and then went based off of that. Yeah, and then, like, it snowballed, and it was, like, basically, like, after the Vita, I was like, fucking Kayser can't catch a break. Like, he, he came into the house, and he was like, you're out. Like, there's no doubt in our mind that you're going to be out within, like, the first, like, few yeah. weeks. Which sucks. I thought he would be able to pull it off. And also, um, like, Kevin, I, Kevin I don't winning understand Vito how good. someone like him doesn't see Memphis being the ring, like, or at least involved. He was like, yeah, dude, so I he, thought Enzo or Memphis just didn't know anything. And I was like, what yeah. do you mean, dog? Memphis, like, come on, I you gotta a lot, go are, a lot of people are playing dumb, but Memphis is playing dumb the best. Um, be no, I, th- I, I honestly don't know if he's even playing dumb. I think his douchiness just makes him come off as being stupider than he actually is. So <clears> that <throat> Wednesday episode was also where Danny just walked in to the HOH room and was just like, hey, like, they want to talk. And Nicole's just right there. And it's just like, what the fuck? And Tyler, Tyler ended up just being like, she shouldn't have done that. And then just kind of, like, slowly, like, walked out. And then he goes <laughs> was, to end zone and just like, fucking, she's done. Like, Danny thinks she runs shit. Um, and she does. Tyler, Tyler had to do the Homer Simpson gif disappearing back into the bushes. Just, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. No, that was one of... I would say the top 10 dumbest that like, it was just like, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? She like, truly she did that because she's like, Oh, like I'm, I'm hot shit. Like I got all this confidence. This is like, and she's just, she was like trying to be too slick. Just be like, Oh, Hey, we gotta go. We gotta go talk. And just dummy. Yeah, no, it's like, I almost, it almost was so dumb that it made me wonder if it was intentional. I don't think so. I think she, she literally, and cause then she backtracked cause Tyler like approached her and she was like, I didn't do that. And he goes, you fucking did. Like I'm done. Like he, the, the Danny was the reason the whole thing started to fall apart. Can I, okay. I, I know we haven't gotten there, the whole but line. I, I have, I have big theories. I have big theories. Um, I have a lot of my notes are just thoughts on people. Like I have Danny is a dumb, dumb lollipop. 
because she's a dumb yeah, dumb. I think she, yeah, I think she like really like isn't using her brain in a lot of situations, and she, um, she's like thinks she's like too high and mighty for her own good. She like, really is like kind of blowing up herself because she's too confident. Yeah, uh, but I read um, one of them below the lines, and they did. Um, also, like the whole. I don't know how to say this properly, but like my note is just that the BB does social issues is so exhausting. Yeah. It's It's like getting a little bit too aggressive. And like, I don't want to say like, don't, don't use your platform to do it, but it's just like, it's like when, with with Kayser, when he was just like, he was like, I have a kid now and I feel a responsibility to go on a reality television show and like show the world. And it's just like, dude, I don't know. Um, go volunteer for your local fucking politicians. Like, I don't know, like do something productive. This you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, it, in it, what it, yeah. world do you think that you going on big brother is doing anything like positive in the short term? So if we're going to talk about uh, Kaiser being kicked out, the, thing again that makes me hate Danny more when she gets into the diary room to cast her vote and she goes I'm voting for Kayser honestly so tasteless so disrespectful for those words it's like you're saying that because he blew up your game and it was a good point yeah. like that's BB I'm surprised yeah. they don't do that more often so I mean I, if, I don't understand why if you know you're leaving why don't you just try to do as much digging as you can and blow this shit up like he no well he is the best person to do that because he wasn't with anyone no was on the outskirts so like you know say uh, Cody leaves Cody is good enough friends at this point with Enzo and Tyler to um like be like well I'm not gonna blow up that alliance because like I was he, with them yeah he Either could he could friends. however blow up other alliances yeah exactly and but I don't think Cody knows of any other alliances he besides no, but, okay but in, hear me out like. What if Tyler told him about the Slick Six and then was like, hey, I want you to blow them up. Like, blow us up so I can get out of that without any blood. I think that would be later game. But at this point, now the Slick Six is done. So, <clears throat> um, And then, yeah, like, case listen, that just makes – I hate Danny. Um, oh, it was, a, it was when Kayser and Ian were talking and Ian started crying. And Kayser was just like, hey, come here. And just like, <laughs> it was just like so weird. Um, Julie, with the absolute misdirection, it's when Kayser's sitting down with her and she goes, and that's why America voted you back in. And he goes, what? And he goes, oh, no, your last season. He, like, truly thought he was going to go back into the house. And I was, like, no, no, I'm sorry. The last- How does Julie Howling. not think of that before she said that? And then also, in what world would Kayser just be like, Nope, just kidding. I'm going back in. Like, absolutely. I, I, that was just like, I don't know. Like, Julie was probably also thinking of a million different interview questions to ask him or like what to say next. And like, and that's why America voted you back in last season. <laughs> the last time you were on Big Brother. Yeah. Um, Memphis definitely has a grudge against David for some fucking reason. He's always putting David up for challenges and like putting him down. It's just weird. Um, we'll get, uh, there's two, two big things I want to talk about, um, but we'll get to the end because they're basically like off camera more in like the live stream things. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think this is an actual thing, but it almost one could make an argument that the HOH comp was rigged. Yeah, no, totally. I I totally think so. Because Christmas didn't even go up until the last two. I think she only had to win one, didn't she? Yeah, and it's it's people. Yeah, she only had to win one. It's people picking people that they think that would lose. Like the Davon fucking was killing it. Like yeah. won like six of them, but. She she kept getting put up, and people were like, well, she can't win all of them. Yeah. But so it's like, and it does show your cards that like you say you're not putting in people that are in your alliance. Though that was this was the challenge that Cody put up Davon and Bailey, and like wasn't he was I don't even think he was thinking about it. No, he didn't and put up. They were like, well, Danny fuck. put up Davon and Danny. Bailey. Yeah, Danny did. Cody and put up they, like, uh, Tyler and Davon, I think, or Tyler and Bailey. And it, it, it just all, like, spiraled out of control from there. Like, people are, like, going, you know, like, back into the house and being like, what the fuck? Why are you putting me up? I thought we were together. And Danny's the only one. Like, I, if Danny doesn't, she'll, I think she does one more dumb thing tonight or tomorrow night, and then that's it for her. Like, they're, uh, they truly need to put her on the block because she's wrong, Tyler. She's now wrong, Bailey and Devon. Cody will just go with whatever Tyler, Tyler says. So, Tyler. And, okay, so, so I have a theory. So, my theory is that, so Tyler is inexorably intertwined with Bailey and Davon because he told them about Danny. Yeah. That then means that, theoretically, Tyler has, like, let's say the power, quote-unquote, he has the pull to swing the house one way or another. So, my theory is that he talked to... I don't, this is getting a little far-fetched, but I think Christmas made a really good point when she said that she wanted to give them both the respect of giving them the opportunity to, to uh, play in the veto. And I think that one of them comes off the block and they backdoor Danny with it. Yeah, that would be great. Me, me and my girlfriend were talking about that. Because um, right it, it lines up perfectly. Yeah, and like they definitely. have the votes, and then it solves Tyler's problem, and it pulls da- uh, Davon and, and Bailey into some sort of yeah. like working with that sort of side and of the house. So many other people are like, yeah, like we don't like Danny either because yeah. a lot of the people out on the outside of the think that Danny is running the whole thing, even though yeah. she is the only one that thinks that thinks it truly. Yeah. Um. Uh. And as soon as Kaiser went, I was just like frustrated because I was one of my guys. And I was like, people are people who have been in power. They're just going to continue to stay in power. Like yeah. it's going to be so hard for someone like Ian or Kevin or like, I don't even know who else, even like Bailey and Devon to win power. Like, unless it's like this crazy situation. Oh, yeah. um, they, they basically, it comes down to like one of them would have to win an HOH and somehow cut a deal. Yeah. I, Davon, I know at the beginning of the season when you didn't really know Davon and I was telling you she's annoying, she's coming around on me. I yeah. really like Davon. She's cold-blooded in that HOH. Just like stone face, just winning another one and staring at like Cody yeah. and Danny like, I want another one, bitch. Yeah. It was like, she was and, okay, baseball references abound this episode, but she, like, what she was doing was the moral equivalent of her just pimping a home run. Yeah. She would just stand there and watch it. And then be like, I... You guys are up next. Fuck you. Um, happy that David 
one like some sort of power in the house. I mean, I, he's a, the biggest underdog, and I'm I, I'll root for the underdog, even though he's not going to win much. I he just does, have in my notes. I hate David. He quietly like goes when they say like it's the BB basement. It's going to be complete dark, and he goes, "I don't like dark comps." Houston. <laughs> It was kind of funny, but it's just like he's so awkward that it doesn't come off. Oh, yeah. It never comes off. Oh, wait. Okay, so here's my question is, what exactly, like, what powers were, like, so what is David's? David has block power, right? The blocker. That one was seemed to be the most confusing one, where I would assume it's like he gets the block of veto or block someone going up on the block okay so can so he, like, can he, the piece, he can go that person's not going up or someone gets the veto power and it's not him he can go you don't get to use it you i'm blocking your power of veto and then the uh, other is, what were the other fucking powers because there was also like, one that was just like oh what was the lightning bolt one power power that, that was no that was disruptor I forget who won that one. Christmas won that one. No, that, was also that wasn't like, Christmas. That was someone else. Maybe Ian. Maybe it might have been Danny. No, I don't think it was Danny. Danny won, Danny won replay. I think Christmas Christmas won one. Danny and David. Danny's his replay. Danny has the best one, which sucks because. So, say luck of like grace of God, she wins an HOH. She gets to go through her whole week of HOH being safe, and then she can play the replay and. When she's out of the HOH, she can still play in that next HOH. So she could technically, oh. she could win it twice in a row. I don't think she will because she sucks. No, but yeah, but it, it like say like Tyler won that power. Ooh. Um, and the disruptor, I can't remember what the what. I think Christmas got the disruptor, and I can't remember what it yeah. was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't paying it full attention as much attention as we I ended, should. Be. We ended on Sunday with. Danny basically like being approached by Davon and Bailey and like Cody and Enzo. And so she like walks and she walks into the room with Bailey and is like, like we need to work. And she goes, well, why'd you put me up this, that. And then, so she'll go in and stir the pot and she couldn't back it up. She was like, Oh, I, I didn't do that. Like, I'm not, you're saying I did something and I didn't. And then like Bailey's like, I don't know. Fuck you. Leaves. Enzo and Cody are there. They're like, I can't talk to you either. And she's just like, am I wrong? And Enzo's just like, we're, I, we're done. Um, like, our alliance is basically over. I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. Just, no. He stirs the pot, can't back it up. That's why I think I think enough people are on team fuck Danny that they could easily flip the house and get one I of them I love that idea. They, but, but they do. The issue is going to arise if... Bailey and Davon feel that their nominations, like if they are salty about their them being the two nominated, then that might get dicey. But I think if they can be like, hey, this is like, we wanted this to go this way, like, and we want you guys to work with us, I think they can patch it up. Yeah. And they just need to like play to Tyler and Cody and, and obviously Christmas to be like, hey, Danny wronged you, like all of you. She's- yeah. Everyone. So, like, flip it. I guarantee we're going to be safe. Um, even if, like, whoever fucking wins the veto, just pull one of us off and we'll flip the votes. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have to be, yeah. Um, you have anything else before we get into, like, the two kind of bigger or more, like, uh, drama-y things that happen on live streams? Sure. Um, David has a big opportunity 
to get back in good graces. If he can somehow figure out how to use his power this week to help Bailey or Davon, he is bad. That's that would be a smart game. And I still think he's working. I think he still has a good relationship with Tyler and Memphis. I think. Yeah. No, not Memphis. Not Memphis. Not Memphis. Oh wait, no, no, no. No, that's the grudge that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he no, keeps, Memphis mind. keeps putting David up. All right, um, drama. I don't know this so, drama, so this it? is fresh. Okay. No. So, on a live stream. Um, Memphis called David like, the N-word? No, but... <laughs> okay. Christmas, basically, after what we saw her putting up Davon and Bailey, yeah. or actually, it was beforehand, She's kind of telling like the people in her alliance, like, "Hey, I'm putting these two up," and she goes, "I'm really nervous about it." And you can see like she cried afterwards. Yeah. Like, or and she was literally like, "I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, like they're gonna shoot me or they're gonna like hurt me if I because I'm putting them them both up, basically insinuating that these two people are like the only two black females in the house are like aggressive and like Dangerous. that they would shoot her." that they would shoot her like a stereotype of like, I'm going to get shot by like a black guy or something. I don't know. But crazy, crazy, like just insensitive. And like, and it was also like, she was just kind of like nonchalant. Like they're going to shoot me. Like, and basically like, I'm like, she was like, I hope that like security's there to like protect me. I apologize. I just got a text from my roommate that, um, Savannah from, uh, listen to your heart. The bachelor presents is at bar taco. And he was like, do I shoot my shot? And I was like, absolutely. You shoot your shot. Love it. If there's one time to shoot your shot. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, Christmas was basically like, um, I hope like security can get to me in time. Cause they're like, they're going to shoot me or stab me or something. Cause I'm going to put them up. Like just that's being like insensitive and like weird. Kind of. That's fucked. Uh, first of all, second of all, I do have in my notes, I, I think Christmas is kind of fucked one way or another. Like, yeah. she she has played a strong enough social game to where that, to the point that she is, like, pretty safe, but she doesn't really have many comp victories. And I think that from the vibes I get from a lot of her alliance, it seems like a comment like that would quickly turn people against you. She's expendable. She's very expendable to like the bigger heads. In her and it's life. a goddamn shame for my boy Enzo because he could have picked anyone in the goddamn house, and he that that might be a, a tough break for him. But yeah. he is, I think, still safe with or without her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's still got Cody and Tyler, <laughs> and um, the other thing. This just came out. Sarah was telling me about it. Um, Memphis, there's like a clip of him trash talking and basically like shitting on Ian for rocking so much. And he's like, it stresses me out. It's so annoying. I can him, see, like, to play devil's rock. advocate, um, I can see how it would be. It would be, I think it would be stressful for me just because of the open display of Ian's anxiety would stress me out. But I don't, it wouldn't, I don't think, I, it was pretty I'd, like, I'd be an understanding it, about it, like an adult. The way he said it was like, he's making fun of it, and it's like, he's like, in, like, insensitive towards the end. Like, doesn't like Ian because he rocks. Shocking. I, yeah. frankly, 
would never have seen that coming out of such a bright, moral, um, good person. Exactly like right. Uh, but that's it. That's the drama. The biggest drama, obviously, that Christmas thing being like, oh, I'm going to put the, them up and then they're going to attack me. It's like, shut the fuck up, Christmas. It's a game. No one has ever been like attacked in the house for putting someone else up. Even during there's been, the there's been like fiasco. There's been like stubbing matches, but yeah. I would love to Not see big drama this season. No, I'd yeah. say that's, that's big drama in the social aspect of the game. Yeah. I think exactly. that's, that kind of stuff is important for like knowing. I did. That could definitely backfire on her, yeah. What, who, so how does Sarah's BB Fantasy League work? Uh, again, like they draft a certain number of people. I don't know how many, and they like they all get points for who does what. Like it's points for like winning a comp, or points for okay. becoming head of household, points for who big, does Sarah for like um. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. Because I'm in. I'm just intrigued because like this is kind of getting down to crunch time for ours. I know. Like we'll. Within the next like two weeks, we'll figure out like oh okay like th- like some of our people could be like in like the final four. I think we both drafted one real dud. Yeah, I drafted Case. You drafted Nicole A. Yes, I think I'm. I feel very good about Enzo and Tyler. Tyler has the potential to get his game blown up, but I don't think he's going to get backdoored. Like I don't think he's going to be out. Yeah, I um, picked. The I think they have bigger targets. I picked I the d- big target, but only because she's won the collab. And I think Kevin is just kind of floating at this point. Yeah, exactly. He needs to find himself. Like, with, it's happened. Excuse me, it's happened before where like a guy on the outside finds his way into an alliance halfway through the season. I think that's also going to be Ian's case. I think Ian is going to find his way into an alliance. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's already really good with Nicole F. And Nicole F could easily, like, depending on, like, him and um, Ian and, say, like, if Danny was still around. I'd be like, Ian hasn't burned us. Danny has. So Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He, Nicole can sway people. I, I feel good. Who – do we have anyone – who just left? Kesar just left, yeah. Easier. So people we still have in the game. David, Danny, Cody, Kevin – Tyler, Bailey, Nicole F., Memphis, Enzo, Davon, and Ian. Yeah. I think David's floating along unless he makes a move this week. I think Danny's gone soon. I think Cody is solid. I think Kevin's floating along. I think Tyler's solid. I think Bailey is solid depending on how this week goes. This is a make or break. This episode, this the tonight's episode is going to be huge for just like how well do they campaign for themselves? I yeah. think they should even stick together, and they should uh, they they definitely see the cracks with Danny, and they could easily be like, we need to like like bring everyone in together in a room and be like, here's our plan. Does that sound good? Yeah, um, it, I, it won't take that to like get it done. Like they don't need to pull everyone in the room but just little seedlings here and there throughout the week. Nicole F feels solid. Memphis feels like he's the opposite of Danny in that if he sits on his hands one more time, he's no longer good. Yeah. Cause he has a strong history of doing nothing. 
Yes. Like being like coattailing people. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing for him. Uh, Enzo feels good. I love. He has this ability, this innate ability to walk into a room and immediately sense the tension and then just say some random meaningless thing that breaks the tension. Yeah. <laughs> like he walked in, what was it? Danny and uh, Bailey, I think we're talking. And he walked in and he just goes, ah, this shit, man. <laughs> this shit, man. <laughs> he sat right down and stared at him waiting for their response. Just, now you say something. <laughs> it's your turn now. Yeah, no, he's, I would love to hang out with Enzo. Like, just outside of the Oh, my God. I, chilling with Enzo outside, like, in a patio bar, just ripping steaks and drinking, like, Miller Lite. Yeah. yeah. Miller High Life. Love it. Yeah. He strikes me as a Miller High Life guy. Well, he's always got a fucking drink in his hand. He's always yeah. drinking my cup on set. And he also, he goes, I loved when they were doing the power cup, and he just goes, yeah, man, I lived in a basement for a while. <laughs> he was yeah, like, I, yeah. I know that basement. I, <laughs> I lived in a basement for a while. Um, Davon again, make or break week for them. I think the two of them. I think. I think Davon. Either Davon is a better ally or a bigger threat than Bailey. Obviously, it's either it's Bailey can just she kind of idly just floats a little bit, whether she's on the block or not. But Davon like talks game. They people like Davon. It's either that. She's going to, you know, um, be a threat to that big alliance, or they could be like, we, or start like this whole new alliance where it's like, we want Davon to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and then I think Ian, Ian isn't like, I don't think riding coattails. Like, Ian's literally just he's existing. Been, he's been planting, but he's been planting seeds, I feel. Yeah. He's been like, like here and there, he's re- like I said, he's really good with the collab. Um, <laughs> Uh, he was with Kayser, but I think that was more just like Ian needed like a big dad to like <laughs> comfort him, maybe. <laughs> he needed a big teddy bear. <laughs> hey, come here. Come here. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how, how this how this next two days play out in these next two episodes. Yeah. I think we're gonna have we might have a we might have a very different tune to next week's podcast. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um Celtics are on uh, in 10 minutes. Um, uh, go Celtics. Bleed green. Let's get horizontal. Grift it up. Uh, Pascal Siakam can just kick rocks. Um, I did read a fascinating article on uh, how impactful Daniel Tice has been this playoffs. Are you kidding me? He's so, the Raptors, like fans, like their own Twitter, they are afraid of Daniel Tice. Yeah. And like, both like someone was making the point that like and they don't like how he looks. He's like, he's one of those guys, those occasional anomalies in which his stats don't at all show you how good of a player he is. He, um, when he is on the court, our defensive percentage, like basically like allowing them to miss the shot, goes up like twenty five percent. Well, I was the one of the stats they had was um, points per. 100 possessions when he's on the floor against the Raptors is like 97 point something points when points per 100 possessions when he's not on the floor is like 105. Yeah, exactly. You're close. Like we can we can easily beat 105 points compared to 90, obviously. But um, yeah, our bench we have um, 
there's all these bench stats. We, since the bubble started, we are third, third, fourth, and third. Yeah. With all these bench stats. It's like points <clears throat> out of the bench, or like the, the plus minus off the bench. Like, even when uh, Marcus Smart is starting, our bench is still producing highly. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, Bleed green. Let's go, baby. I'm going to go put on the J. Uh, Jason Tatum. B-L-A. B-L-A. I'm going to go put on, on the Jalen Brown jersey, actually, and eat a turkey burger and watch Celtics basketball, baby. With this has been the trolling Rosie film. Tatum next to you. With Rosie Tatum. Um, this has been the Trolling Soul Podcast. Um, keep a lookout for when we drop it again. And then also keep a lookout for homeless people's penises in your local Starbucks. And when Duncan goes and gets the Travis Scott remake McDonald's and videotapes it. This has been the Trolling Podcast. Keep it sleazy and I'm out. He's out, you cool captain shit.